Gossip at the Corpse Cart contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. to Gossip at the Corpse Cart, where we uh, create mashups of Jock Jams and the Matlock theme song. And sure drive do. our editor absolutely up the wall. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? <laughs> A little bit of Monica in my life. <laughs> A little bit of Matlock on the, the side. I hate us too. Okay, great. Yep. Dear listener, you are not alone. Uh, yeah, Gossip at the Corpse Cart, where us wine and crime gals talk about some uh, more pop culture, current events, confessions of the worst things you've ever done, etc. It's, it's a little bit, it's the potpourri episode. It's, it's the, the random shit. Mm-hmm. I like it. It mm. looks great on the back of a toilet. Mm. Mm-hmm. At your grandma's apartment in Florida. Yeah. Florida. It's a mm-hmm. regular old abalone half shell full of decorative soaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm Lucy. Oh, I'm Kenyon. And I'm Amanda. And let's uh, get right into it with some crazy headlines from Amanda. I fucking love the headlines from the past month. <laughs> they are so good. The world has been burning around us, so there has been a lot of good headlines. (laughs) I'm also excited because people have taken our advice uh, to heart in no longer putting the topic in the subject line of the Yeah, it's really nice. People have been getting much better about that. Yeah, so that it stays a surprise Mm -hmm. for me and Lucy, so that's been fun. Yeah. Um, this first headline, uh, the person's email did not have their name in it, so I'm, it's anonymous, but, uh, Mm -hmm. speaks to me on a subterranean level. (laughs) Subcutaneous. Yep. Well, and the headline reads, woman shocked to discover plant she's been watering for two years is fake. (laughs) Uh, Kenyon, didn't you do this? Yes. <laughs> yep. Twice. Yep. Twice, honey. Yeah. So here is what happened in my case. <laughs> in your case. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Kelly listens to the show. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. She was leaving South Africa and she had some succulent plants. And so she was like, you know, she had sent everything she was going to send back to the States and she had some stuff left over that she couldn't take back with her, including these plants. So I took two of them off her hands and I diligently watered them for months. Yep. And you were like, (laughs) wow, they are staying strong. I am so good at this. They're hardy. They are thriving. You got yeah. a green thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what, I have actual plants, confirmed growing plants in my house that I've kept alive for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I thought that I did have a green thumb <laughs> and I had put them in good spots in the house. And then what tipped me off is that one of them I put in the, I moved to the guest bath, which gets essentially no light. 
and it was completely unchanged. Yep. Totally fine. And then I figured it out that I had been caring for <laughs> plastic for six yep. months. The plastic well, starts this, to mold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a very yeah. similar account coming from California. Kaylee Wilkes shared a shocking discovery on Facebook after discovering that the plant she'd been caring for for two years was actually made of plastic. She wrote, <laughs> quote, I've had this beautiful succulent for about two years now. I was so proud of this plant. It was full, beautiful coloring, just an overall perfect plant. I had it up in my kitchen window. I had a watering plan for it. If someone else tried to water my succulent, I would get so defensive because I just wanted to keep good care of it. I absolutely loved my succulent. Yeah. It was when she tried to transplant the plant to a new vase (laughs) that she realized the plant was fake. I go to pull it from the original plastic container it was purchased with to learn this plant was fake, she wrote. I put so much love into this plant. I washed its leaves, tried my hardest to keep it looking its best, and it's completely plastic. How did I not know this? I washed its leaves. I pull it from the container, and it's sitting on styrofoam with sand glued to the top. Nice. Wilkes, a 24-year-old stay-at-home mom, concluded by saying, quote, I feel like these last two years have been a lie. They literally have been. I feel bad for her, but also, like, that's real dumb and really funny. I, um, and I love, love it. it. Yeah. I know that, so I know that I've... I know that I've mentioned this on the show before, or I think I have, but there was a case of a woman who passed away and she left like a note for her husband that was like, just please remember to water the plants. And so for years, years after his wife died, he like diligently took care of the plants, which he had never had to do before. And then when he was moving, like five years later, moving to a new house, he discovered that all of them were fake. No. Uh, and she was just, she, she was just him from beyond yes. the grave. Yes. Oh my Holy shit. god. I'm That's fucking doing goals. that. Don't tell Corey. Yeah. I'm going uh-huh. to do that. 100%. Yeah. We support this. Um this next headline comes from Brittany Vernon and Holly Grewatch Grewatch Grewitch among mm-hmm. many others and I am not going to give it any other introduction. Great. Wait, hold on. What if the woman had been like, don't forget to feed the dog. <laughs> and it's just a fake dog. So, it's already dead. So well Jokes behaved. <laughs> this dog is just so lazy. He's, I he never want barks. to leave notes like that where it's like we never had a dog. Mm-hmm. But I just it's freak my partner out. Like, was she feeding mm-hmm. a stray dog? Like, what's going on here? Oh, my yeah. God. The pranks you could pull if you were on death's doorstep. Oh, for sure. I'm going to be mm-hmm. a death's door pranker if I have my wits about me 100%. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, this headline. Thieves steal $1.3 million worth of intimate toys from parked truck. <laughs> oh. In- yeah. I can get behind this. Oh, God. I think toys. I have a sneeze stuck in my nose. Do I? Am I going to keep going? Here it comes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. In perhaps the strangest yet most hilarious case of theft you'll ever hear about, more than $1.3 million worth of sex toys were stolen from a truck parked on the side of a highway overnight in the UK. And nope, the thieves have not been caught yet. 
Mm-hmm. It happened overnight in Northamptonshire. Yeah, they're never the going to leave their house again. No, they're locked in. <laughs> Why would they need to leave their house they again? They have no reason to leave. Yep. The truck, or lorry, as the Brits call them, was parked overnight on the A43 near the town of Broughton. This isn't an uncommon place, as drivers obviously get tired and don't want to cause accidents on the road, so they pull over where they can get some much-needed Shut eye. I'm going to stop this accent now. The toys were headed to Rocks Off Limited. I love the name of this store. They won't be happy that their toys didn't make it to their headquarters in Satisfaction House in Kettering. That's because between the hours of 1 a.m. and 6.30 a.m., some enterprising thieves broke into the truck and swiped all the imported stock. There was quite a variety in the truck. Rocks Off says they're the, quote, number one European supplier for own brand and branded products. And they manufacture everything from vibrators to massagers to couples' toys and more. One can imagine the variety. The thieves got away with it. And like we said, the police have no idea who did it. They are still investigating this. Quote, the incident involved a lorry traveling from Flexistow, Felixstow to Kettering in order to deliver its load to Rocks Off Limited. <laughs> it's load, LOL. A do they manufacture vibrators? Oh, they do. They do. Big, massive vibrators that Kenyon uses for her feet, back, and vulva. So the statement they gave while launching a public appeal asking for any clues people might have as to who's behind the theft. So if you know anyone who recently came into a surplus of sex toys in the UK, call the police and let them know. (laughs) Jealous. (sighs) Okay, moving on. This next article comes from Monica Peralto and Chelsea Koo. And Jesse, who pointed out Chelsea that this Coo. is Chelsea Koo, who <laughs> Chelsea Koo, and Jesse, who pointed out that this is literally about a corpse cart oh. <gasps> on brand. Yeah. So obviously, we had to include it. This is out of Los Angeles because isn't everything stolen hearse found after pursuit on 110 freeway in LA. Oh, oh. it was me. <laughs> it was definitely you. Oh. And there's a real good photo that I'm going to pop on the blog slash drive slash once we're able to update it because we're getting a new website and everything is hard. Mm-hmm. A stolen hearse with a body inside was found after it crashed during a pursuit on a freeway in Los Angeles Thursday morning. And well, it crashed. Why would it, someone steal a hearse? I legit don't know. That makes no sense to me why someone would steal a hearse. Lucy, do you want to shed light on that? They were curious. Uh-huh. Is that is that the only reason you would steal a hearse? Science projects. Arts and crafts, curiosity. Maybe they wanted the jewelry. Maybe they wanted the organs. Maybe they wanted the skin. I, maybe it was a dare. I don't feel like they... Maybe it was a dare. I don't feel like they knew there was a body in it, though. So... This article says the chase began around 7.35 a.m. after a good Samaritan called police to report the stolen vehicle, which was a black Lincoln Navigator that belongs to an Arcadia mortuary. So it's not like a hearse hearse. It's a nice car. It's a oh, really nice this car. This was Grand Theft Auto. Oh, it that's absolutely totally was. different. Okay. Yeah. 
Right. But can you even imagine you steal a Lincoln Navigator and you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yes, it's my dream. True. (laughs) The pursuit ended about 15 minutes later, so it was not long, after the three-vehicle collision on the 110 freeway near Vernon Avenue, according to the L.A. Police Department. Police said a casket and body were found inside the vehicle after the chase. A suspect was in custody, identified as 25-year-old absolute idiot James Juarez for (laughs) felony grand theft auto, and he was being held on $35,000 bail. I feel for that guy because how I kind of do too. How would you ever know that a Lincoln Navigator Navigator. has a dead body in the back of it? That's a miss. I would have no idea. Yeah. You're totally right, but I still love it. Oh, it's great. It's great. Maybe, like, assume every car you're thinking of stealing has a dead body in the back of it and just don't do it. And then steal double the cars for double the fun? Yeah. I feel you. Exactly. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) So this next headline, which is now also my greatest fucking fear comes from who are you? Oh, Kristen Griffith. So thank you, Kristen. And also, I'm upset with you. (laughs) It reads as follows. Out of Nashville, Tennessee. Naked man locks himself in tanning room at fitness center. (gasps) Oh, no. No. Why would you be naked before you go in there? He locked himself in there. So he had his clothes. So maybe like, or maybe he put, I don't know, now that you think of it. Are you right? Maybe he left his clothes in in his locker. I mean, if this is a uh, workout facility that has a tanning area like attached to each individual locker room, a lot of people are naked in the locker room and then they just walk into the tanning bed. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I could see that happening. So a Tennessee man locked himself inside a tanning room at a public gym in South Nashville. Uh, Suspect Daniel Reif is alleged to have trespassed multiple times over the last week at a Planet (gasps) Fitness before... Oh, yeah. So no, this answers the question. Before he returned completely nude on Wednesday afternoon for the grand finale of his perverse exploits. (laughs) So he had been like coming in and out, like stalking this area... And then showed up naked. In the buff. It's hard enough to get into my gym with my gym card. How is he getting into this? How is he breaking in? This fucking mission impossible? Well, Uh, yeah. Planet Fitness. There's always people going in and out. It's pretty lax. Pretty fucking lax. It is. Yeah, that's Mm. where I have been paying for a gym membership for the last two years where I haven't gone one single time. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) An arrest warrant states Daniel Reif was not wearing any clothing when he entered the 24-hour gym. The report explains that the 29-year-old walked past the front counter, then went into the tanning room where he locked himself inside. When investigators questioned Reif, he told police he was informed it was a judgment-free zone. (laughs) 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 They're marketing, like... Life Rife later claimed his pants had ripped several blocks away, at which point he decided to go to the gym. (laughs) Sure. Sure. But a fact possibly the most relevant to the case, Rife was apparently very intoxicated at the time. (laughs) The best way to work out, naked and drunk. Naked and hammered. Yeah. So (laughs) we're wishing you all the best, Daniel Rife. 
maybe throw your clothes on. (laughs) And (laughs) next time, just think this through like a little bit more. But I also fully support you. Also, maybe consider anytime fitness. Next time, just go to Lifetime. Yeah. You should just, yeah, switch over to Snap. Go Mm -hmm. to the Y. Go to Curves. (laughs) Curves. Anyway. Valley. I have a couple more. This next one is a little sequel to a previous article uh, sent in from Cheyenne Carey and Kelsey Hammerland and a couple of others. Uh, If we recall the Florida breaking and entering toe liquor. Oh, yeah. Yep. From last month. Haunts my dreams. So, yeah, yeah, sure do. Just know that you're not safe at home and you're not safe if you have to go to the hospital. Or an anytime yeah. fitness. Especially in Florida. Or a Greyhound bus. Yeah, or a Greyhound bus. Hospital worker arrested after sucking on patients' toes. I. I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I know. Oh, it's bad. Oh, no. <laughs> A hospital worker was arrested after authorities say a patient caught him sucking on their toes late Monday night. Franz Belderin, 23, of Lee County, Florida, is facing a charge of battery on a person over the age of 65. That is elder abuse. It's also just abuse. Stay away from my toes. I know. I'm so grossed out. The stunned patient at Gulf Coast Hospital in Fort Myers told police they initially thought Belderin was checking their feet for swelling before noticing something (laughs) wet between their toes around 11 p.m. I'm so grossed out. When the patient looked up, they saw Belderin on his knees with his head bent over their foot. Why, sir? Yeah, I don't know. And police noted in the report that Belderin had been assigned to babysit the patient's roommate who the hospital labeled as a flight risk. So he like had to be there. (sighs) He was taken into custody after the patient told another nurse about what had happened. Quote, I dropped my phone under the bed and as I'm trying to get my phone, she kicks, Belderin said in an interview after posting Bond. Oh, Uh, uh, were you frightened? Right. (laughs) I can't even. He was reportedly fired from his position at the hospital, and he is awaiting potential criminal charges. Look, do whatever you want to do with whoever's in the bedroom with a consenting partner. Yeah, with consent. You there are there are other freakadeeks out there who want you to suck on their toes, but here for it, unsuspecting elderly folks. Okay. And I'm not wearing socks right now, and I'm just getting, like, full-body chills that, like, something under my desk is going to lick my toes now. I hate it. I... This is worse than murder. It's so much worse. (laughs) (laughs) Wholeheartedly agree. Okay. These last two... uh, are competing for my favorite of the month. So I want you to pick which one is your favorite because I can't choose. This first one comes from Brenda Lund, and I am obsessed with it. Dog driving around in a tiny car has run in with police. (laughs) What the... Quote, we couldn't believe our eyes. Were his tabs expired? (laughs) I guess we'll find out. 
His tags. Get it? They're tags. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> the other day, while passing through Heidelberg, West Australia, two local police officers spotted something quite unusual. <laughs> it was a pup out for a joyride mm-hmm. in a tiny car. <laughs> Please, and God, is yes, there a photo? there is a photo. Yes. <laughs> yes. You might have to refresh, but it's there. No. I'm just seeing a mosaic of a dog. so precious. Oh, my God. It's like a Barbie car. It's like tiny, tiny. It's like a tiny. Lincoln Navigator. Oh, my God. With a corpse in it. There's a photo of a cop issuing it a ticket. I know. Oh. I'll put it on, I'll put it on the board. I thought it was like a Mini Cooper. It's like a tiny no. little toy car. It's, like it's a, a tiny car. Mercedes. It's got a Mercedes it's so emblem. Cute. This dog is so chunky and sweet. Oh. It's just a little <laughs> round boy. Oh. Well, we couldn't we couldn't believe our eyes, Officer Linda Giblet Giblet, which I love, told the Herald Sun, adding, <laughs> of course we had to stop and check it out. The little furry <laughs> motorist was busted. His crime, quote, caught driving under the influence of cuteness, the police department wrote. <laughs> Look at the joy on this police officer's face oh, as she's writing she him this ticket. So fucking happy. <laughs> that is, there is no purer joy than None. what is on this woman's face. I know. I love it. <laughs> Of course, the dog wasn't actually driving himself. Close behind, controlling the car was his owner. Turns out there was a perfectly good explanation for why the dog was cruising around without a license. Buddy, as the pup is named, is a senior dog who is both deaf and blind. His owner got in the car so that he could still enjoy the fresh air he used to get during their walks together. Oh, my God. No wonder he's chonky. so precious. <laughs> I am doing offers, this for Josie when the time oh, comes. A thousand percent. The officers decided to let little buddy off with just a warning, perhaps <laughs> to never stop being so darn adorable. <laughs> it absolutely made our day, Giblet said. Giblet. Oh. Officer Giblet. Oh my God. Okay, so this is from the Dodo. I just sent a screen grab of it to my cousin who works for the Dodo. Yeah. She replied, fuck the police. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so that one is, like, so wholesome and pure. But this last one might be my winner because it's exactly something that I could see myself doing. Uh-oh. And this was sent in to me from Bethany Beatty, and I cannot thank you enough. Here we go. Local man arrested after blaring Benny Hill theme song near people <gasps> as they slipped on ice. <laughs> <laughs> That is you. That's your love language. (laughs) It's like my favorite thing. A local Sioux Falls man was arrested earlier Thursday after police found him berating people with loud music and laughter after they slipped and fell on icy spots in a local Walmart parking lot. Oh my God. You know what? It's the little things in life. Right? It's so floorless. 
<laughs> Quote, it was something that needed to happen to make light of all the gloomy weather we've had lately. I don't know what people would get all pissed off about falling to such a happy song. I read something online the other day about someone out there yelling cold weather puns, Lucy and Kenyon. So I figured I would try my luck and get on the news too, said the man. We all feel so seen right now. Yep, oh, yeah. The most seen. When police arrived at the scene, it looked as though the man had just finished up playing the song for a child who had recently slipped and fallen. <laughs> That's Lucy. That's Lucy. Oh, it is. Remember, remember, wait, 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 wait. remember when we were on tour last summer and we were in some godforsaken airport, who knows where, because all we did yes. was go to airports? Yes. And Lucy yes. was like, can I show you guys my favorite Instagram account? And we were in the security line and she starts showing us kids getting, getting hurt. Getting hurt. And everyone, and we were like, cackling laughing watching these things like really not even reining it in and everybody around us was like make form a perimeter like (laughs) well we'd be watching a video and it'd be like a kid getting ready to go down a slide and be like wait for it wait for it here we go you always know it's coming and it's still so satisfying every time <laughs> Kids are oh, is bas- they're basically made out of rubber. They're fucking fine. They're fine. I cannot believe they let us on the plane. Uh, whatever. Right. It was a security line. They barely know what plane we're even going to. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, quote, we arrived on the scene to something very disturbing. After my partner and I slipped and fell on the ice, we heard the Benny Hill song. You know, the funny song that plays when people are in funny chases. Anyway, we got up and arrested the man after a small chase around the squad car with that song still playing. How is that illegal? How is that a valid arrest? Uh, Yeah, also, free speech. It's music. I know. Assholes. There was a chase around the squad car to the Benny Hill theme song in an icy parking lot. In a Walmart parking lot. Give this man an Oscar. I love him. Fucking best director over here. So amazing. (laughs) Meteorologists warned of these slippery conditions, but like usual, no one listened. Quote, we told you this was coming, said one smug (laughs) meteorologist we spoke with. Wow. The police later <laughs> released the man after questioning, so he remains unnamed and unharmed and our fucking hero. And those are my He's headlines. a hero. He is a he hero. Is, yeah. An American hero. Treasure. Oh. Nice work. Good job. Yep, thank you. Uh, thank all right. You. Should we hear a quick word from our sponsors? Go for it. I'm going to cue up the Benny Hill theme and just kidding. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Because everyone is different, Noom adjusts to your lifestyle. They teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyzing your diet and recommending healthy recipes. Noom also connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers, so you have all the support you need to empower your change. This has been huge for me. Uh, I talk about this a lot. One of the goals that I had when I started with Noom was lowering my A1C um, as a type 1 diabetic. That's a really important 
something. And you can do that, obviously, with the balance of your medication, but also how you are eating, so managing your diet, um, simple exercise, and just having the positive support of that Noom community and the goal specialist has been awesome, and I have absolutely been seeing success. Um, So that's just one of the specific goals that I have, but you know, there are a lot of other goals you could have, like improving your self-care routine and feeling more confident, having more energy. Um, And you know, we're all kind of like at home in a rut right now, so this is a great way to switch up. Maybe you're super into fitness or super into self-care and there are just things that you haven't explored yet, and having access to Noom lets you kind of broaden your horizons in terms of what you can try out in these crazy times. Um, And it's also so easy and so convenient because of the app and the whole Noom program is just the easiest thing. So again, it uses the psychology to like unfurl what different habits you have and there are different lessons that they offer. So if you have certain habits, like say you, you know, grind your teeth or maybe you snack as like a form of anxiety management and there are lessons available in the Noom app that can help you unpack those habits and see why they're happening and then help you to reverse them. So things with resources like food logging, So you can keep track of what you eat and learn about how you're eating, what times of day you're eating, and you can literally put in like, oh, I had this emotional trigger and then I reached for this. It just, it's really great to help you track the psychology behind why you're doing certain things and then really help you break those habits. It's also super, super flexible. Noom works with your lifestyle. You can eat what you want in moderation and you just learn over time to understand and then control your habits. It's incredible. So Noom is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. It's based in psychology and Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools that you need to break habits and replace them with better ones. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make a big progress. So sign up for your trial today at Noom, that's N-O-O-M dot com forward slash gals, because what do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com forward slash gals to start your trial today. That's N-O-O-M dot com forward slash gals. Treat yourself. Okay, so are we ready for some coven confessions? Always. Sure are. I love the confessions. Me too. All right. Anyone who is new to the podcast or new to Gossip at the Corpse Cart, this is the segment where listeners write in our favorite party game, which is saying the worst thing you've ever done. Going around the room and saying the worst thing you've ever done. One by one. Skip around the room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So no holds barred, the worst thing you've ever done. And it's not like there's full immunity. We will judge you. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. This is good for like the first time you meet your boyfriend's parents. It's a good icebreaker. Is it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's also anonymous on the show, not at a party, but on the show. Uh-huh. So send us your confessions to wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. All right. Love it. First one. Quote, I have never before had the gumption to write to a podcaster, artist, musician, actor, or what have you. I just want to make it clear that we are not on the level of artists or musicians, but no, 
But thank you for the ego boost. But thank so flattering. <laughs> but after listening to almost all of your episodes, I feel like this confession needs to happen. So for so hooray for first times. With first times in mind, I would like to tell you the story of my first one night stand. Yes. I'm not particularly proud of the ludicrous, albeit hilarious, behavior that took place on my part and have told literally no one about what happened that night. I don't think anyone would be proud of a one-night stand, unless it was like with Orlando Bloom and he like cooked you breakfast the next day. I haven't had a a real one-night stand per se, but I've had things adjacent to that, like very short liaisons uh-huh. where ridiculous shit has happened that I'm quite proud of. My so I only one night stand, quote unquote, adjacent, I woke up to find, to discover that he wears SpongeBob short pants. What is it called? SpongeBob square pants. <laughs> SpongeBob square pants. SpongeBob I like SpongeBob short pants, pants though. Boxers. <laughs> and also mm. shaved his chest. Hence the one night. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We've all made mistakes. That's okay. It's true. I just think there's like the guy that asked if it was good and I said it was Deese. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) I have have things I'm proud of. It did the job. (laughs) It was Deese. Jeez. It was Deese. (laughs) It flew out of my mouth before I could. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of your one night stand in that case. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. So. Quote, it is surely one of the most awful things I have ever accidentally done to someone. It was a beautiful spring evening in Toronto, Ontario, circa 2010. I had moved to the big city from a small town a few months previous, and I was living a debaucherous lifestyle that only a 19-year-old can. Praise Jesus. Yes. (laughs) Yep. I was newly single and had just had a great night out bar hopping with some girlfriends. Back then, I still regularly took the subway to get literally everywhere, student budget, and Uber was not a thing. So after leaving the bar we were at, I had a bit of a walk to get to the station to go home. At 19 years old, which is legal drinking age in Ontario, as Amanda and I learned when we were 18 and went to Canada to and drink no one, one weekend. no cards. <laughs> <laughs> we did it up. We had so many martinis and we stayed in the grossest hotel room. <laughs> it was disgusting. And we had, do you remember we only had like apple martinis? Oh, no. We spent the oh, whole yeah, night having. we did, didn't we? We only drank apple martinis the Why? whole night, and and we were eighteen, and we were terrified of getting carded. Oh my yeah. god! Actually, that was so fun. The first time I drank in a bar with a fake ID and was terrified of getting caught, I also had just apple martinis. Hmm. What yeah. is with that? Whatever. I we survived barely somehow. I think we also then hung out at like. A children's playground. Do you remember? We probably that? did. I don't know. Like, okay. A lot God, happened you guys that are weekend. Creeps. <laughs> okay, so quote: I had blessedly found that the effects of alcohol did wonders for my self confidence. Yeah, honey. Especially when, especially when it came to speaking to members of the opposite sex. 
On this specific occasion, I was feeling very tipsy and my glammed up confidence had reached an obnoxious level. I feel this. Yes, she can be our friend. This person can be our friend. (laughs) Big time. So while sauntering alone down the busy Toronto street, I had no qualms about approaching a very cute boy who I had spied chatting to someone outside of a random bar. With my alcohol-induced confidence and a sickly sweet smile, I asked his name and where he was going. Originally surprised by this stranger accosting him, the boy warmed up to me quickly and offered me a lift home in the cab he had just hailed. (laughs) (laughs) He knew exactly what was up. Oh, yeah. All debauchery aside, I had never before picked a stranger literally off the street. (laughs) Although when you think about it, there's like, this is me talking. There's like no real difference between picking a cute guy off the street versus picking a cute guy out of the bar. Or off Tinder. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know any of these people. Right. But although once I really made eyes at like a busker in New Orleans or in Key West. <laughs> right. And then, and then my friends were like, he's homeless. We're walking. We're walking. He's like, but he's cute. I will say that okay, picking anyway. someone up off the street offers no context about who they are, mm. what they enjoy, where they came from in the way, mm-hmm. in the same way that like a bar or a restaurant would have. Yeah. Right. I'm still a fan. It's, it's close. dangerous as fuck. But I like her gumption. Mm -hmm. Their gumption. Yeah. So this kind of adventure excited me, but I wanted to make sure it was a safe adventure. So before hopping in the cab, I turned to the other man he was talking to and said very sternly, my name is fill in the blank. And if I go missing, you know who did it. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. This is amazing. Very sternly. (laughs) Sternly. Clearly, I did not feel like this adorable boy was actually a threat because moments after getting into the cab, I kissed him and we started passionately making out with only a pause long enough for him to ask me if I wanted to go to his house. You're in the cab together, sir. But yes. And for him to confirm to the poor cab driver that we were heading to a different location. Well, this cute boy must have thought that uh, he was getting pretty lucky at this point. And I am here to tell you... Just how wrong he was. <laughs> oh. Once we got to his, he offered me a beer and told me about how he had just moved in a week ago after spending a year in Paris. He read me French poetry, lit some candles, enchanted me with stories of his life abroad, and it was every bit of magic a 19-year-old me could have asked for. Until, that is... That last beer hit me. Oh, no. We were in the... I don't think it was the beer, girlfriend, but sure. We were in the middle of fantastic drunken sex when suddenly and forcefully I threw up all over the floor next to his bed. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jumped up and ran (laughs) naked crying to his washroom. (laughs) As you do. One would think that nothing worse can happen after that, but oh, it does. How? How? The boy was was super... Oh, God. (laughs) He was my brother. No. She was on a cleanse. (laughs) 
<laughs> the boy was super sweet about my accident and cleaned it up while I was cleaning myself up in the bathroom. Oh. Once I finally emerged, he was there holding a glass of water and suggested we get some sleep. <laughs> oh, honey. He, sound, he sounds actually super nice yeah, for a guy you found really off the nice. street. We curled into bed and he cuddled me until we both dozed off. This sounds cute and romantic, but the boy had a terrible snoring problem. Uh-oh. I mean, like it could shake the house. Not knowing the proper etiquette about what to do in my new situation, I just lay there until my tiredness overtook me. You leave. Oh, God. I would have been gone so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Your husband is a heavy snorer. Yeah, and... Until he got that under control, we slept in a different room every yeah. night. <laughs> Pre-CPAP, <laughs> that boy was on the couch. Uh, no, I was in the guest room. <laughs> oh. Jesus. <laughs> well, drunk, drunk me apparently couldn't stand the racket he was making because next thing I know, I'm being shaken awake by a complete stranger. <laughs> what, what the fuck? No. I thought I was naked. Very confused and a little annoyed to have my slumber disturbed by a strange, angry man. Yeah. I looked around, not recognizing my surroundings, and after a minute realized that the man was so angry because I had broken into his house. <laughs> what? In my oh sleep. Oh, my God. I had somehow managed to leave the cute boy's apartment, open the door to his landlord's house upstairs, and like Goldilocks, find my way to the next comfiest bed available. <laughs> <laughs> Comfort and quietness. So she did exactly what Lucy said. Yeah, she left. She got the fuck out of there. Good on ya. Mm -hmm. So, but like sleepwalking? Good well, drunk, drunk walking. Okay. I stood there naked and in shock in this man's bedroom until his words started to make sense. Get back downstairs. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Scram. <laughs> Scram. <laughs> Obviously, having come to the conclusion that I was a friend of his new tenants. Oh. Having nothing available to cover myself, I ran butt naked through this complete stranger's house to the door that he was holding open for me, and once back downstairs, I quietly got into bed with the cute French boy, oh. who was none the wiser. He had no oh, idea. God. <laughs> he was sound asleep. <laughs> oh my god. I love this The caper. next day, we... <laughs> The next day we woke up, had coffee and some pretty good morning sex before he walked me to the bus stop and picked me a flower from a tree along <laughs> the way. How are you not too hungover to function? How could you even have How more? How have I'm you so not upset. married this man? I That's like fair him. too. Well, the snoring. Mm -hmm. He's a gentleman. We'll get him a CPAP. Yeah. Okay. Smother him in his sleep. <laughs> All right. I'm so upset. <laughs> The whole time I pretended nothing odd had happened the night before, <laughs> feigning complete and utter innocence and oh amazingly getting him God. to smile, smile and laugh with me all morning. He asked for my number while at the bus stop, but for some reason, 
I never heard from him again. <laughs> I wonder. I can only imagine that it is because of how much trouble he must have gotten in with his new landlord upstairs. To this day, I feel guilty about what my actions must have done to his living situation, but I keep the flower pressed in my little black book as oh proof my God, of my cute. adventurous spirit. Oh. I mean, the landlord has no proof that the strange girl in his apartment came from that guy's apartment. Uh, Fuck that. No he proof. Shoot, uh, he shoot her downstairs and she went. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't know she didn't leave. I love that she kept the flower. It's so cute. I love so, this story and it's my worst nightmare. Good on you. I like I it. I once... I once, actually this, no, it wasn't technically a one night stand, but once I slept with a gentleman caller Mm -hmm. and I had previously slept with him a handful of times, whatever. And then this time it was after college, it was after graduation and we were at his parents' house. What? And he had like people over and we were all drinking and we were in the pool and we we're all hanging out. We we're being loud. And, and, and it just never, ever, ever occurred to me that his parents were home. No. <laughs> what did we, you do? Tell us what well, we, you did. We were just not quiet. Like he, it was no! the summer after college. It was the summer after college graduation. So he was, was like living at home and that was 69. like, <laughs> that was like a, we, God only knows what was happening. And, and at one point, so his bedroom was on the like third floor, almost like attic level of this beautiful home. Gorgeous, well decorated home. Echoey home. Yeah. <laughs> a, a historic home. And so you had to go up this like second set of stairs from the second to the third floor. And there were like dishes that clearly someone was like cleaning or preparing to sell or whatever. There were like antique dishes on the staircase. But we were like hammered and half naked and walking up the staircase and just like knocking into all these dishes and then like giggling and laughing. I had no idea that his parents were home. Oh my God. What did you You do? You got lucky. Well, then, then, then we were just, I was behaving as if the property was empty besides us. And then all of a sudden we like knocked into these dishes and then his dad came out of the master bedroom on the second no. floor and was like, what are you about? Oh we were God. like, ah, and, yeah. And then the next morning they were both still there when I had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that happened to me once after a one-night stand with the guy where I got my period all over his sheets, and it was at his what I thought was his apartment. I didn't realize he and his dad lived together in a two-bedroom apartment uh-huh. in Minneapolis. And I, like, slinked to the bathroom from his bedroom in a robe try- to clean myself up, and his dad, they're both British, was, like, drinking tea at the, at the kitchen no. table and just, like, nodded his cup at me, and I... I ran. Did he say bloody I got hell? Like, yeah. No, but he gave me a little top of the muffin to you, kind of like uh-uh. nod, and then I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of like here. That. I gotta go. I don't like it. Nope. Wow. Anyway. I knew about the, the period part. I did not know about the dad part. Maybe oh, yeah. it, it might have been a separate occasion. 
<laughs> it wasn't. It only happened the one time. It was not a separate occasion. <laughs> okay. So next confession. Quote, I'm a classic case of not thinking I had a story until listening to the hilarious tale of a grandma using their granddaughter's sex comb on her deathbed. Yes. Yep. I ish. Love that it. one. Mine does not include death except for my dignity. <laughs> I don't know if this is a tale of poor sex education or just my stupidity. I'll let you decide. I must have been in 8th or 7th grade when this happened. It was New Year's Eve, and my family had just gotten a Wii for Christmas, yes. which I was obsessed with. I don't know if it was the Wii baseball team being filled with attractive me's, M-I-I's. Yep, yep. Wii me's. Mm -hmm. They're like your little avatar. Okay. Keep or up. what? <laughs> or what? But I got the very unfamiliar need to explore down there. Oh my God. Turned she got turned on, on by the. Okay. By the we While by we're finishing this, I am going to text mm. our chat a photo of what a we me looks like. And then you will Please be. Please do. I'm aware. To your very core. I am Kenyon's aware. not. Since I was young, I didn't know what to do, but I had watched movies and I figured I just needed to stick something up there and it'll no! stop. <laughs> no. Spoiler alert, it didn't go as planned. I grabbed my hairbrush. Don't worry, no. I washed it before and definitely I'm after. I'm so upset. <laughs> and awkwardly went to town. I didn't know how deep to put it in or really what to do when it was up there. When I got bored, I figured I was done. <laughs> the, the horror came next. <laughs> the oh handle God. was covered in blood. No. <laughs> Being so young, I had not started my period yet, but I was too embarrassed to tell my mom I had stuck a brush up my vagina <laughs> and may now be dying. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, I, <laughs> I hadn't started my period, so I had no pads. I stuck a bunch of toilet paper in my underwear and <gasps> rang in the new year thinking oh. that I wasn't long for this world. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Honey, oh, my no. God, honey. Oh, my God. It was... <laughs> It wasn't until high school. <laughs> it wasn't until high school when sex became a topic of discussion at the lunch table that I learned what a girl's cherry was. Oh, I no. made the haunting dis which is also like problematic in and of itself, oh, yeah. but whatever. I made the haunting discovery that at the ripe age of however old you are in seventh grade, I had popped my own cherry <laughs> with a hairbrush. This poor thing. However old you Only are combs. in seventh grade. <laughs> Another horrible part. When I lost my virginity my sophomore year of high school to my boyfriend of just two months, he was slightly confused why I wasn't bleeding. That's bullshit, but whatever. Oh, fuck that. I, that, didn't, I bleed. didn't bleed my first time. I never bled. No. What a little shit. Fuck that guy. I bled, Literally, but like my first like 15 times. So whatever. Quote, is my dick too small? <laughs> yeah. I just <laughs> I just didn't want to explain if you how have I to ask. <laughs> <laughs> how I popped my own cherry not so long ago with my brush. So I just said, 
I guess so. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this bitch is also an icon and a hero. I love her. <sighs> Two years later, we broke up because of his drug use and general lack of motivation. And he may dick. have lied to me about being. <laughs> yeah, he may have lied to me about being a virgin and cheated on me. But at least he knows I think his dick is small. Yeah, <laughs> small victories. I'm. <laughs> I'm sure you're all tired of brush stories, but it feels damn good to get it off my chest and know I am not as weird or alone or embarrassed as uh, other 13 to 17 year olds think they are. Aww. I will oh. never tire of brush stories. I love the yeah, brush bring stories. Them on. Oh, that was incredible. Right. Okay. Next one. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I love that. Uh, apparently. I don't know. What do I know? You're not as big as this hairbrush. I'm 15. (laughs) What do I know? Yeah. Hairbrushes can be quite girthy. Truth. Mm -hmm. And ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah, Mm, the grip. She ribbed. Yeah. Okay, next one. Quote, I went to a fairly large high school and required that required you to choose from one of three choices of activities during gym class. This allowed them to pack more students into a single gym period. In this particular rotation, I got to choose between archery, weightlifting, and badminton. What the fuck? These are all over the place. Go with archery. So (laughs) fun. Yeah. I mean, they went with the choice that none of us would have made. Oh. Weightlifting? All of my friends signed up for badminton, but seeing that the boys' soccer coach, who I had a huge crush on, would be uh, leading weightlifting, I decided to sign up for that. (laughs) Knew it. (sighs) At the time, I was on the girls' soccer team, and we frequently practiced slash traveled with the boys' team, where I shamelessly flirted with the coach, so he knew exactly who I was. It Mm. was perfect. Oh no. <laughs> the weightlifting it was room entrapment. <laughs> Here we go. It, it, it was illegal. Mhm. The weightlifting room in our high school was a windowless dirty dungeon that was only used by the football and wrestling teams after their regular practice, so you can imagine the permanent smell that lingered no. in the room. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm literally smelling the yeah. pedal center. Ew. Visceral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, to give you an idea of what I look like, my mother regularly goes on record telling people that, quote, my arms are just for show. Oh my god. What does that even mean? That they're I like think not it means strong she's scrawny. but they're pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's very scrawny. <laughs> so everyone was pretty surprised that I decided to join the jocks down in the weight room. Oh god. That that particular session, I think I was the only girl who chose to do weightlifting and since most of the guys in my group were serious meatheads, I spent most of my gym time alone. It was perfect though since I was really just there to get my flirt on. <laughs> right. <laughs> since uh, since I was the only girl in the class, the gym teacher was always giving me extra attention, making sure I understood the exercises, oh, seeing yeah. if I was needing help with the machines. Oh, I have concerns. This poor coach slash teacher was probably just trying to make sure she didn't hurt herself. But yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell but that like, to I've a horny 13-year-old, though. Yeah, right? I am so sorry, Mr. Geisler. I apologize. Yes. Moving oh, on. my God. Mr. Geisler was so hot. 
the hottest yeah. man I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life to this day. Yeah, I bought him a gift yeah. at a craft show and <laughs> gave it to him. <laughs> I got an A plus in science class. Yeah, yeah that's how hot this guy we was. We stayed after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I did extra credit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll I would do normally anything s- you want, <laughs> Mr. Geisler. Wonder where anything. he is today. <laughs> Hopefully alive oh. and not in prison for sleeping with a student. Be- well, yeah, being being in his forties, he did nothing wrong ever. There's it was no entirely way. us. No, he's yeah. flawless it, and perfect. Yeah. Quote, I would normally say fucking patriarchy, but this extra attention was absolutely fine with me. I should say it was it was fine with me until the incident. Uh oh. Oh no. No, 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 no. There I was in gym class, minding my own business, doing some sort of leg exercises on some sort of machine when I decided it was time to move to arms. When I went to get off the machine, instead of getting off it as any normal person would do by simply removing my legs and standing up, I decided to try and hop up over the front of the machine. Oh, God. There's no way this this ends well. (laughs) Is there a hairbrush involved? Oh, God. Close. You wish. (laughs) Now, this machine had probably been in the basement of the school since it was built in the 70s, and while it probably used to have padding, it clearly had worn away over the last 30 years. Oh, no. Needless to to say, when I attempted to jump over the machine, I didn't quite make it. Ow! I I came crashing down, landing on my vagina, directly on top of the giant metal nut that was holding the machine together. This is my lucky bolt. The doctor said it came from a DC-10. I'm really lucky it hit me on the flat side or else it would have gone right through my skull. Yeah. I slipped. I slipped and fell on a sailboat once. Lucy, do you remember this? I remember it very vividly. And landed on the bow right on my vagina. And it still hurts to this day. I cannot. Oh, honey. I'm sorry. Uh, That's awful. Our dearly departed friend Jessica once kneed me straight in the crotch. Yeah, this one I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was you, me, and Jessica in our aerobics class. She kneed me in the crotch in the I forgot in the that. in the locker room, and I I it hurt so fucking badly. She like penetrated me. You were mad at her for like two days. It hurt so bad. Is that when your hymen broke? Well, she felt really bad, so she like did my hair for me afterwards. Yeah, and I was like, you're gonna have to did. do it again tomorrow because I'm still mad. <laughs> Oh, I totally forgot oh, about that. She did I'm feel so really glad bad. You shared. She felt awful. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so this person had the wind knocked right out of them and they began to tear up immediately. Oh yeah. Quote, they got the, pain the wind was, queefed right out of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pain was so intense it went all the way to my toes, and I just remember thinking. Did I just lose my virginity? (laughs) Oh, honey. (laughs) No. I quickly scanned the room. Virginity is a social construct. (laughs) It is. It is. 
I quickly scanned the room and determined that no one had seen what I did, thank God, but I knew I had to get back to the girls' locker room because I was in some serious pain. Yeah. I ran over to the gym teacher and looked at him with tears in my eyes and choked out, I'm having a situation. (laughs) (laughs) The male gym teacher is probably like, oh my God. (laughs) Is it the teacher she had a huge crush on? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I still have no idea why that is what I chose to say. Your brain is not got- in control when you're in pain <laughs> and yeah, when you're like true. freaked out. And when you're 13. And a child, <laughs> yeah. I could have gone with, can I use the bathroom or no. I'm not feeling great. But either I love, way. I'm having a situation. <laughs> I'm borrowing yeah. that. It's so vague. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> People started to look now, and I was a little confused until I looked down and and realized that there was a steady stream of blood running out of my shorts with a trail leading back to the machines. Oh, my God. (gasps) Oh, this poor thing. Person was really fucking injured. Yeah. Right. Apparently, when I landed on top of the exercise machine, I had cut the inside of my thigh pretty oh, bad. Oh, no. And everyone's going to think she's just bleeding mm-hmm. from the puss. Uh-huh. Carrie. Mm-hmm. No. As, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. As I looked up and locked eyes with my gym teacher, I immediately realized what he was thinking. My poor gym teacher thought I had gotten my period all over the gym equipment, which, like, your period is a natural thing, but, like... Mm. Blood is blood. It's still a biohazard. Right. I looked around the room and said absolutely nothing in my defense, turned around and ran away. (laughs) It was all anyone at school could talk about since no one could use the room until they brought in a crew (laughs) to disinfect (laughs) the machines. They had to bring in like crime scene cleaners. Oh my God. Hazmat suits. Oh no. Oh, I feel so bad for this little queen. (laughs) I never came back to the gym session again and spent the remainder of my senior year avoiding the gym teacher's gaze. Oh, we kept calling them 13. They're definitely like 18 years old. Yeah. Oh Oh, no. I was I would say that this was the last time I saw my gym teacher, but unfortunately. It was not. Uh-oh. Oh, God, fast, no. Fast forward five years. I'm back in my hometown for Thanksgiving break, my senior year of college. My friends and I decided to go out to the bar for drinks. And while I'm doing my thing on the dance floor, I realize someone is dancing a little too close for my liking. <gasps> no way. At this point, I had had a little too much to drink and I'm feeling myself a little too hard. No such thing, but fine. Yeah. <laughs> I try moving my arms around with a little more vigor than I normally would in an attempt to casually get this creeper away from me, but it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. In my drunken frustration, I decided to turn around and give this loser a good shove, thinking this was the only way to get the message across. After I pushed this guy pretty hard, I realized that A... The creep is none other than my high school gym teacher. And B, he was in fact not trying to dance up on me, but was simply attempting to clear some space because they were bringing out a cake for his wife's 
30th birthday. <laughs> no. His wife, who happened to be our former Spanish teacher. Oh my God. <laughs> this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Oh my God. How? How? Why does the universe keep throwing these two people this together? Poor girl. Move to Guam. You're done. Move. You are done. Have you Guam. heard of American Samoa? Yeah. Go. Oh my God. Uh, get out of here. He turns to confront the jerk who had just pushed him over, and I immediately see his face go pale as we lock eyes yet again. No. It it is immediately apparent that he has not forgotten me over the past five years and clearly remembers the day. You made such a splash on all of the (laughs) workout equipment. Left a real stain on his memory. (laughs) It was a red letter day for him. (laughs) (laughs) I took a page out of 18-year-old me's book and said absolutely nothing to either my former gym teacher or Spanish teacher and ran away again. (laughs) Oh, my to Guam, I hope. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. I think... I think we'll leave it there for this month, but those were the confessions. Oh, my God. Wow. Those were some good ones. Well done. Uh, My stomach hurts from laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Remember to send your submissions to wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. We love them. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, bless. Well, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. Being home so much, especially during a crisis like this, can be a breeding ground for anxiety. Preach. Without the stability of our normal daily routine, the mind can fill with worst-case scenarios, what-ifs, and worries. You may feel lonely, but you are not alone. We're all adjusting to this new normal. And it is actually Mental Health Awareness Month right now. And for Mental Health Awareness Month, Talkspace Online Therapy is more committed than ever to expanding access to support for anyone who is struggling. With Talkspace, you get the support of a licensed therapist from the safety of your home and can reach out from your device whenever something is on your mind. You can send your therapist a text, an audio message, a picture or video message from your phone or your computer 24-7 as much as you need to. Everything happens within Talkspace's secure platform all on your schedule. And Talkspace matches you with a licensed therapist based on your needs and preferences. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, depression, relationship issues. They help folks who are in recovery. And once you're matched, you can begin therapy the very same day, which is quite literally life-changing in a lot of ways. I've been using Talkspace for years, but I, especially during this COVID-19 crisis, can't tell you how glad I am that I signed up for Talkspace. It, It It's coming and going in waves, and some days are better than others, obviously, but just knowing that I have that support right there when I need it is a huge relief, and I recommend it 
to anyone and everyone who is able to participate. So the bottom line is you deserve support and you don't have to struggle on your own. Your Talkspace therapist can be your dedicated support system there to help you feel healthier and more empowered even in these uncertain circumstances. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month of Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code GALS, G-A-L-S, to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's GALS, G-A-L-S, at Talkspace.com. Treat your brain. One of the things I love about true crime is that the further you dig into a story, the more layers you uncover. And that is part of what I love about the puzzle game Best Fiends. The more I play, the more fun it gets. Reaching each new level feels like uncovering a new layer in a story, one that you get to take part in. And the best part is, the longer you play Best Fiends, the more exciting it gets. You unlock different characters that then, like, boost your abilities and also change how you can play the game because each character has a different power. So like you have to go into each new level picking from this arsenal of characters that you have that's going to make the level the best one to make it to beat. And I love having access to that. Also, they update the game all the time, so there are like different side quests and different things that you can unlock. I am just so in love with this game. I am now at level 1176. Yes. I've had a little bit of time to play. I'm a big fan. And it just, this game always keeps me interested. It's never boring because every time I turn it on, there might be a new like seasonal challenge that I can partake in. Or I might find new friends that are on Facebook that I am now seeing sending me gifts and I can send them gifts and then I can pass them in levels because I'm a competitive person and I like seeing those returns. I'm a big fan. So this is a unique and exciting puzzle experience, unlike other puzzle games out there. And I would know because I play a lot of puzzle games and Best Fiends is my hands down favorite. They update the game monthly with new levels and events, so it never gets old. And Best Fiends treats the game like a service to their players. One of my other favorite things about it is that you do not need internet to play. So if you're out taking a walk because the four walls of your home are starting to drive you completely mad, and you want to just sit several, several feet away from somebody in a park and you don't have internet access and you're sick of looking at that duck pond, pull out Best Fiends because you can play it on data. You do not need internet access to play. It's amazing. Um, You can collect tons of characters. And like I said, there are always monthly themed challenges to keep this game fresh out the kitchen. We love it. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips. And you can even play offline. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. So download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best fiends. Okay. Are we ready for some coroner corner action? Yes, I am. Let's do it. All right. Get in my coroner hole. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Play some cornhole. Yeah. Coronhole. Coronhole. Coral. (laughs) Coral. All right. So listener Ellie wrote in with some super interesting lava facts for us that I wanted to share as a little follow-up from the Vesuvius (laughs) convo that we had back a couple months ago. (laughs) Hashtag lava facts. Lava facts. We're really here for these lava, lava me some lava facts. 
you'll find it interesting. Okay. <laughs> Ellie says. I don't doubt it. Ellie says, I thought I'd share why Amanda saying, maybe Vesuvius is real chill now, made me go, honey, no. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things that I say make people go, honey, honey, no. no. (laughs) I say it daily about you. (laughs) Vesuvius is not chill. Uh-uh. No. Not chill. So there are different flavors of lava. Some lava has a lot of iron in it, um, like Hawaii's volcanoes. And Ellie says, I imagine this would taste like blood. I like Mm. where her head's at. Mm. And the irony lava tends to flow slowly, and you can walk right past an active flow with no problem. So, like, you see pictures of people in Hawaii, like, walking over lava. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I've never been to Vesuvius. Because there's lots of iron. And some lava Mm. has lots of silica, which is, like, quartz and other minerals like quartz in it. Um, And that would apply to Mount Vesuvius. And this flavor of volcano is explosive because of all the silica in the lava. Uh, It would never chill. uh, It would never flow uh, like Hawaii volcanoes because they are different types of volcanoes. Okay. Further fun fact. I see you lava facts. Further fun fact. Remember the (laughs) meme where people, people said, you can drink lava, but only once. Literally never seen yeah, that, but I like you'll it. Die. No, no, nope, but okay. This is factually <laughs> inaccurate because the temperature difference between the water in your head and the lava getting close to your head, like to drink it, would result in your head exploding and catching fire before you could drink the lava. The more okay. you know. I mean, <laughs> drinking lava would absolutely never occur to me, but okay. I just like yeah. that. This is a, f- a fact. You couldn't even get it close it enough to your face. I love that it has occurred to enough people that there's a saying mm-hmm. that goes, mm-hmm. you can drink lava, but only once because it'll kill you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even that's I, untrue. I can't. So thank you so much for your insight, Ellie. Hashtag lava facts. Yeah. Yep. Hash- yeah. New Twitter account. Lava facts. facts. Ellie needs to start a Lava Facts Twitter. (laughs) We're abandoning our entire concept as a podcast and Mm. just switching over to Lava Facts. (laughs) So now a Lava Facts podcast. Ellie Ellie Ward would be into it. A hundred percent. We'd have one fan. Two. I bet Ellie would be into it. (laughs) Okay. This New York Times article came from Olivia, and the article is titled, At a Family Workshop Near Paris, The Drowned Mona Lisa Lives On. Ooh, okay. This is so bizarre. Uh, I've pardon? Ne- I've never heard of it. It is so weird. Here we go. So I don't know how to say this. Arcueil, France. Nailed it. Um, I'm not looking at the notes, so I'm going to go with Sure. The most famous person to have died in the Seine River has no identity at all, or rather no known identity. She is l'inconnu de la Seine, or the unknown woman of the Seine. Mm. L'inconnu? Yeah. Yep. 
Here is her story. In the late 19th century, the body of an unidentified young woman was fished out of the Seine in Paris. Because her body was free of wounds and blemishes, she was presumed to have committed suicide. Died by suicide. After recently having a chemical peel to perfect her complexion. Mm, it worked. Mm. The pathologist, blemish free. The pathologist at the morgue that received her body was so mesmerized by her beauty that he called in a mouleur or a molder to preserve her face in a plaster death mask. That's weird, but I like it. Oh, uh, yeah. (laughs) In the decades that followed, the mask was mass produced. And sold as a decorative item for the walls of private homes and studios, first in Paris, then abroad. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. You would probably recognize her face. There is a photo on the blog of the mold. Of a dog in a small car. Of a dog in a a little Mercedes. (laughs) Oh wow! She's she beautiful. Is beautiful and, and she delicate. has like a little bit of a smile. She's like smiling. It is yeah. Very weird to know that that is a an exact mold a of dead a dead woman. person's yes. face. Mm-hmm. She looks so full of life and like vibrant. Yeah. So yeah. get this, it gets weirder. Len Connu became a muse for artists, poets, and other writers, among them Pablo Picasso. Ever heard of him? Literally, mm-hmm. no. Man Ray, <laughs> Rainer Maria Rilke, and Vladimir Nabokov. Len okay, I heard of one of those. Len Connu <laughs> hung in the studio of Albert Camus, who called her a, quote, drowned Mona Lisa. And she inspired some of the films of Francois Truffaut. So Mm. most of this article is about the family-run workshop in a southern Paris suburb called L'Atelier Lorenzi, which creates... Boring. Talk about the dead person. Which creates (laughs) handmade, perfectly molded plaster copies of figurines, busts, statues, and masks the same way that it had for four generations. But personally, I don't really care about that. So we're going to skip ahead and talk mostly about this mystery dead woman. Yay! Mm -hmm. I know what you Mm -hmm. want. Yes, you mm-hmm. do. Len Connu's uh-huh. face is serene. Her cheeks are round and full. Her skin smooth. Her eyelashes matted to give the impression that they are still wet. Her hair is Ooh. parted in the middle and pulled back behind her neck. She is young, perhaps still a teenager. She is pleasant looking, but not classically beautiful. I don't know about that. She's fucking hot. She's pretty classic. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty classically mm-hmm. beautiful, but okay. It is the mystery of her half-smile that haunts. Her lips lack Mm. definition, perhaps the result of her body's deterioration. She seems happy in death or maybe only asleep, and her eyes look as if they might open at any time. I'm zooming in on this portrait, and it is unbelievable. Skeptics have... She looks fully alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fully alive. Oh, I'm on drive. Kenyon, she has your lashes after a shower. I'm drinking tequila. Get it? <laughs> I'm unfettered and alive. Hello? 
Fresh out of the sun. So skeptics have claimed. I need claimed, to get my lashes redone. Oh God! Skeptics <laughs> have claimed that the woman depicted in the mask could not have been a drowning victim because her features are too perfect. Some scholars okay. assert, ass assert, that it was common <laughs> practice to re-sculpt death masks at the time. So she might not have been quite so perfect, but they don't know that mm-hmm. for sure. L'Enconu has been imagined in literature as a victim, an orphan who drowns herself in the Seine after an English aristoc- aristocrat seduces and then abandons her. <laughs> of course, the English. Oh, yeah. Fucking English. First he eats some roast beef and then he abandons her. Ugh, classic. She also has been portrayed as a witch who destroys a young poet and as a seductress who witnesses a robbery and murder in a clockmaker's shop. Ooh, I love all all of of these theories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They all sound like Disney movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No documents survive in the Paris police archives and no trace of her actual body was found. So they don't really, well, no, they don't really know what happened to her after the uh, mask, like the mold maker came to the morgue. Because it was the pathologist mm-hmm. who called the ma- the mask maker and was like, this chick's hot. You need to come record her face. I'm suspicious of the pathologist. Well, she put... That body went home with him. I don't know because <sighs> 19th century Paris, weren't they still just throwing all the bods into like the catacombs? Like it's not surprising that there was no record of what happened to her. I don't know. I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious. Mm-hmm. You drinking tequila she might be too? having it. She might be having a tea party in somebody's living room. Oh, somebody's yeah. parlor. I, thank you. Kenyon's on board with my theory. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it gets even a little weirder. Um, but first, uh, Juan Jose Garcia is a master mold maker for 29 years at this atelier. And they, uh, Juan says, maybe the mold was taken before her facial muscles began to fall. <laughs> oh, before middle age had begun to tug at her, her face. face. Exactly. But like before death had begun to decompose her tug face. At her tug face, at her yeah. face. Her soft tissue. Yeah. <laughs> so much of the shop's business comes from governmental and commercial commissions. When the four sculptures outside France's National Assembly began to crumble, the Lorenzis were called in to replace them with copies in resin. They have made resin trees for Disneyland Paris and resin stone-like decorations for Versailles. Film studios, boutiques, and fashion houses, including Hermes and Dior, have rented sculptures from them. So they're like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, legit. So in the 1960s, L'Enconu became famous in a different way. As a first aid mannequin to teach CPR. No! Sha. Oh, she is very symmetrical and yet bland. Mm -hmm. Peter Safar, an Austrian doctor, had recently developed the basics of CPR. He turned to Asmund Lerdl, a Norwegian toy maker, as you do, who coincidentally Mm. had rescued his young son from drowning, and they decided to create a life-size mannequin as a training tool. Mm. There's something deeply unsettling about a toy maker. Uh, there's a, there's <laughs> a Norwegian <laughs> toy maker. There's a good amount An innocent of innocent toy uh, maker named Geppetto. 
Yes. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, stay it stay alive. alive. Stay <laughs> alive. I also first can, I was afraid. I was petrified. I can only picture Dwight <laughs> with that fucking face <laughs> on it. What do you do first? <laughs> Harvest the organs. We don't have much time. <laughs> Pulls out a big knife. It's so good. I love the office. <laughs> All right. So this is sort of a fucking patriarchy kind of creepster, uh, this next part. Mr. Lairdall mm-hmm. wanted a female doll, assuming mm-hmm. that men would not want to perform mouth-to-mouth resuscitation on a male dummy. How great ridiculous is that? Toxic. A, per- a, a fucking masculinity is so fragile. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he saw a death mm-hmm. mask of L'Inconnu at a relative's home and was struck by her beauty and decided to make her his model. She was called Ressusi Anne or CPR Annie in the United States. Incredible. And became a physical mm-hmm. symbol of salvation. Since then, millions of people have learned CPR on her, making her the world's most beloved life-size doll. Wow. She does look very familiar. You're right. She does. As the company's website explains, inspired by the young woman of the Seine, CPR Annie has become the symbol of life for millions of people around the world who have received training in modern techniques of resuscitation and for those whose lives have been saved from unnecessary death. Wow. Isn't that a bonkers it's that so is good. Wild. How did you even find that? Uh, Olivia sent it to us. So thank you, Olivia. So good. I had never heard yeah. of this. It is so fascinating. Yeah. So that was really nice. good. That was like one of the yeah. best little yeah. weird corner uh-huh. corner cases you've covered. Yeah. This is the shit yeah. that I'm here for. So listeners, yeah. if yeah. you know about things in this vein. Just weird stories mm-hmm. and factoids, preferably about like dead people, send them my way. Mm-hmm. So, lastly, mm-hmm. this heartwarming or heartwarming. Oh no, is this about oh, a dog? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Article comes from Paris, a person named Paris. A, a person named Paris. <laughs> so, the dodo, shout out to my cousin Emily. Fuck the police. Woo! <laughs> Published an article. Your cousin Emily is one of the coolest people I know. Ever in the world. No in one. History. She's No so one cool. will be cooler than Emily. There, I said it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the Dodo published an article in 2014 profiling some incredible ancient Greek and Roman epitaphs honoring their fallen dogs. Amazing. Nice. So these are... Ancient Greek, ancient Roman epitaphs about dogs. Here are my favorites. You might cry. Oh, no. I am in tears while carrying you to your last resting place. As much as I rejoiced when bringing you home in my own hands 15 years ago. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so tragic how short dogs' lives are. It's not fair. We don't deserve dogs. They're so perfect. Why don't they, it's not like you don't why don't they know, live though. as long as humans? You don't, though. Mm. Don't get a dog if you don't want it to die. <laughs> you don't understand. Yep, you're a monster. Continue. <laughs> 
Thou who passest on this path, if haply thou dost mark this monument, laugh not, I pray thee, though it is a dog's grave. Tears fell from me, and the dust was heaped above me by a master's hand. I love that that's basically like, don't worry about it if your dog pisses on this. This is a dog's grave. No, it's saying like, if you like have reverence for this site because a dog, a dog is buried here. People, Uh people mourned at this site. Take it seriously. Don't laugh. I heard Dost mark this monument and just pictured my dog peeing on it. I think it's just like dog. No, I don't. I think it was just like, if you notice this and you see that it is a grave for a dog, don't laugh because it's fucking Mm. sad. That's either way. I like it. Okay. Next one. This is sad. My eyes were wet with tears, our little dog, when I bore thee to the grave. So Patricus, the dog's name, never again shall thou give me a thousand kisses. Never canst thou be contentedly in my lap. In sadness have I buried thee, and thou deservest. In a resting place of marble, I have put thee for all time by the side of my shade. In thy qualities, sagacious, thou wert like a human being. Ah, me, what a loved companion have we lost. Oh, my God. It's so extra, and I love it. Mm -hmm. You guys don't, you guys don't know, but like, if and when Josie ever dies, I mean, God forbid, I will be such a fucking wreck. Oh, yeah. I was a wreck for like a week after Burke died. And then I built a shrine to him. I, she's my soulmate. Like, Uh I met Zach so that I could meet Josie. (laughs) (laughs) You're so extra. Like, I... I love her so much. We are the same soul. I, oh, I can't. I can't stand it. Okay, I got three more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to Helena, foster child, soul without comparison, and deserving of praise. Yes. Helena. Yeah. That was just a short little one. Yeah. Okay, so this is my favorite one. It's short, but it's really sweet and depressing. Maya never barked without reason, but now he is silent. Oh! <laughs> oh my God, my heart. Okay, here's the last Josie one. Josie barks Holy without reason shit. all the time. <laughs> Soulmates. Soulmate. I bark without reason too. Oh, yeah. Okay, last but not least. Here the stone says it holds the white dog from Melita the most faithful guardian of Eumelus. Bull, they called him while he was yet alive, but now his voice is prisoned in the silent pathways of night. Oh, oh God. He took this why, shit real why? seriously. <laughs> why yeah, did you, you did not this? You, you didn't see this coming, but, like, we're dog owners. Yeah. I think they're sweet. I like them. You don't. You don't get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't under. You don't understand. You're it's right. like if you were You're like, right. I've never ju- loved anything in my just, life. <laughs> <laughs> let me just close out with some epitaphs from dead children. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> and <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's June's gack, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda, remember when we were in uh, South Africa in Colks Bay mm-hmm. and we were yep. investigating that cemetery and there was a gravestone that said, here lies blah, 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 who died of complications to a gunshot wound. To a wound. gunshot wound. <laughs> and we were like, you were shot. You were shot. Like, yeah. I mean, death. Death is a common complication of, of a gunshot. It was so dumb and bizarre. Uh, and it was from like 1850. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. so good. I love epitaphs. You're not going to make it. I do too. I'm just really sad now. And I'm going to go snuggle my dog. It's, and it's we the love you all. We'll see. It is, we'll see. and I have a little bit more to drink. We'll see you next month. <laughs> Thanks yes, for we listening. Will. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers. (laughs) 